Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth-Davis and Ryan Copperood. Welcome to the What If Podcast. Hello! My name's Spencer. I'm Ryan. Hey, Ryan. What if we... What if we just decided out of nowhere to do an episode like we were NPR hosts? Uh, no. I would hope that all of you would stop listening to us. No, I hope I hope we would do it, and we would do it so well that it would just be hilarious. Oh, oh, oh my God. Except, except, except you would say something about dinosaurs, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna do her." <laughs> call, call now at six one two two four six. Which which NPR personality would you be? Um, NPR or NPR? I don't know. I realized that as I was saying that question, I don't think I know any. You just <laughs> so you could just say a name, and I'll say cool. Turd Ferguson <laughs> sounds great. Um, He's my favorite. She, they, turd is turd a, a men or I think turds a they. Okay, turd turd can be all things. Turd Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Um, mm. I sit my beard directly into the microphone for this one. Uh, fucks, the fucks have been given brought, more the, than they will be today. The What If Podcast brought to you by beer. <laughs> what if we just generically advertised for beer? The American Beer Council. They should. What I mean, they, they had those like uh, Aaron, Aaron Copeland ass beef commercials for a while or pork or whatever it was. Oh, that's true. You're right. Beef. Whatever, was it beef? The or was it know. was it pork? The other white meat? I think it was beef. It's what's for dinner. Had the had mm. Aaron Copeland on it. You know what? I think you're nothing's right. Nothing's more American than eating a goddamn cow and classical Aaron Copeland music. Yeah, he's fucking American. That's what he was. It's true. His name it's was true. Aaron. Aaron. Two ways. Two ways. So you know you're first. I'm first in line <laughs> everywhere I go. America. Cue up for lunch, kids. <laughs> I said uh, Q, dude. Americans don't say Q. That's that's y'all yeah, well, over in. Your name doesn't start with two A's. Europe. You're fucking tingling. You tingling. So uh, <laughs> we have some shout outs. We have many, including. Uh, did you get the Did you get the voicemail I sent you? I have two voicemails that I want to play. Actually. Mm, dang. <laughs> Oh, dang. Thank you. Um, let's start with... Let's start with this one. Hey, y'all. This is uh, Michael D. of uh, the uh, News Turner Podcast. Um, so, I have a story. Uh, kind of hard to start. So, uh, my co-hosts, uh, two of them live in the same uh, apartment uh, downtown. And uh, when they first moved in, a lot of weird, like... It always just felt weird. It always felt a little bit uh, like you were being watched. So that third man thing. Mm. Um, but uh, my co-host Wes was alone in the apartment, uh, sitting around on his computer and uh, whistling uh, "Minute Work." Uh, who can it be now? And stopped and got a a callback from further off in the apartment. And it, it weird. So he uh, he whistled it off again, like. And got the call back again uh, from back to the apartment. That's not the first like that's not the first time that it has happened. Because my co-host Dash had had the same thing where he was just whistling while working on stuff and got a call back as well. 
and I am also happy to call back. So, if it's haunted, maybe it's a ghost, uh, but if it's haunted, at least it's a fun ghost. Uh, thanks guys, I really love the podcast, um, good, good work, uh, can't wait to see what you got. We will show you what we got. We, uh, Mike, we are here to show you what we got. You know what you got, Mike? You got you have a, a ghost. person who likes whistling in your apartment. That's you got, what you have. You got a ghost with some goddamn good taste in music, bud. <laughs> yeah, men at work of all things. What's uh, what's the name of Mike's show? Uh, I don't know. Hey, all this is uh, Michael D of the uh, Who's Turn podcast. Um, say whose turn is it? No. What he said? Mm. I think there's an EVP in your voicemail, Mike. Oh shit! The ghost is in your apartment and in your cell phone. Uh, that's Mike from the Mike and Mike in the Morning podcast. <laughs> I'll I'll pull it up. We'll sh- we'll shout him out. Um, you know you know what the first thing I thought of, which is probably fucked up. More than one people people's usually lives is, is in apartments. Well, I think the implication was that the other roommate was not in the apartment or home when that yeah, happened. Yeah, you can hear things through walls in apartments. That's probably true. Uh, through the walls. It, it also made me think about the possibility of just having like a window open in an urban setting where there's just another apartment window, like an arm's reach across from your apartment window, and someone's just also in their living room like, oh, yeah, I know that song. I love Men at Work. dun 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 um, it also made me think of, do you remember back in, I don't know when this was like, I feel like I remember it being in like 37 mm, too early mm. nightline. Wasn't a thing back then. Nah, there was like a, a guy who felt like there was shit, uh, disappearing from his house. I mean like literally feces or mm, no, like, oh, like he was um, shitting the toilet and they'd look down there and he'd be gone. <laughs> they call it a ghost, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Whose turn is it? Oh, nailed it with the EVP. Michael A from plus hearing over here. The Whose Turn Is It podcast. Uh, it says he lives in Birmingham, Alabama, so potentially in downtown Birmingham. Okay. I'm still um, stuck on this. Not poop. to put you on blast or anything, Michael. Our fans aren't gonna go. You're gonna have so many more ghosts by tomorrow, dude. <laughs> now they all know where the ghosts are hanging out. Who like men at work. Oh, yes, <laughs> dance party at Mike's apartment. Or your co-host's apartment. Um, no, but the, but they had they did a dateline about a guy whose cereal was disappearing from his apartment, and he felt like he was starting to lose shirts and cereal and shit. And he found out that there was a no, there was like a vagrant woman who oh. was living in his closet, like sleeping no, see, in his attic or some see, shit. See, and he said, "Mike is going to hear you saying this." I know, Mike. I'm saying, check your closets, my guy. I'm doing Mike a favor right now, or Mike's no. co-hosts a favor. No, you're just making sure he's not going to sleep. There's probably I- not a men at work fan living in your ceiling. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, while that may or may not be the case, Mike, you know, get a flashlight, face may- your fears, son. Maybe a crowbar, <laughs> and hang out with your buds. Whistle men at work songs while walking throughout the apartment. <laughs> And face uh, your fears, son. And face your fears, son. Um, All right. Hey, thanks for calling the show, Mike. You want to hear another one real quick? Yes, I'd love to. Okay. What's up, Ryan Spencer? My name is John. I uh, I tend to drive a lot, so I can throw you guys on. Uh, I was listening to the podcast where y'all went out to Colorado, and uh, you were uh, you met David Politis, and 
I definitely like to follow David's stuff. And uh, you guys had a question about what is this weird profile where he uh, has, uh, or one of his profile points is Boulder Fields. And uh, what you do is when you, when you want to make a person disappear, you smash them or a place. Wait, why do you know that, though? What, what, when you said what you do when you want to make a person disappear, I don't trust you anymore. Listen, John, John, you got to phrase that a little <laughs> bit differently. This, this is a public show. It's okay, John. We didn't say your last name, so you're totally fine. But also maybe stop abducting people. <laughs> but also, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. John, you just say, I heard that. <laughs> That's all you got to do. You just insert a, I've heard that. Or someone once told me that. Or I read in a book once. Or... Based on personal experience, yeah. I can I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, you externalize. You person disappear, you snatch them to a place where you can't have your tracks uh, followed. So if you're next to a boulder field, third person, John. Third person next field, time. You can snag them up, and you can't really be. It's very hard to follow you. So he's alluding to this. You know, oh, there's dogs out there. They can't find a trail. It's next to a boulder field, can't find a trail. Next to water, can't find a trail. He's alluding to things that people can't track. So, obviously, it's uh, another mysterious thing. But, yeah, guys, thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to voicemail. I'll catch you later. Bye. The phrase, I'll catch you later, has never uh, sounded (laughs) threatening to me before. So when you want to snag a person, what you do is, anyway, catch you later. No. no. Ah, shit. Please don't, John. John, don't catch us. We, we like being uncaught, my guy. It's been going well for us so far, being free and such. No, uh... Yeah, fucking shout out to uh no, shout out to you, John. Thanks for calling the show, man. I I see what he's saying. Like conceptually, yeah. I see what he's saying that it's footprints don't get left on left on rocks. So if it's in a rocky, craggy area. Okay. Well, yes. And that wouldn't affect the scent at all, which David played us make sure to remind us constantly that dogs can't follow the scent of these people that go dissipate, that go missing. Isn't the point though that scent doesn't get left on stone as much as it would in like dirt or trees or leaves or more like organic matter? I I don't know how that works. Okay. But then also that's one thing on a list of like 3000 quote unquote profile points that Politis has. It's well, right. it's boulder fields, it's near water, it's Russian uh, physicists. It's yeah, it's physicists. It's I think it was German, but German. It's physicists. It's people with disabilities. It's really smart people. It's, it's kids. Pe- it's kids. It's like I, I I don't know, man. My my whole point with that is that it's too many things and too way too broad of a range to call it anything resembling a profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a a list of unrelated shit. Yeah. Or or that they include are some sort of uh, like on the surface, strange-looking things. Right. Or or I guess I would say they are tangentially related, but, like, very tangentially related. Maybe. He's, I think he's trying to imply that they are because it makes a spookier story, and 
Yeah. Oh, sells, absolutely. Sells more books and gets in more TV appearances a, and speaking appearances. A, tr- a trend. A trend is much scarier than uh, a set of random occurrences. It's the same concept as that's why they don't like calling like murders in a city a serial killer until they have to because yeah. it's way more of a public panic thing if they have to acknowledge that there is a singular predator out there killing people. It's way more of like a hysteria causer than it is to just say murder happens. It's out there. I just. To me, it 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 speaks to the like two sides bullshit that Politis tries to do constantly. Where like, well, there are all these things, and it's so mysterious that all these things could align in this way, and it keeps happening over and over and over again. And I have so much data, but at the same time, I will make no statements about what it could possibly be. But then I'll write books implying that maybe it's this thing, or I'll go on ancient aliens. Fuck that bigfoot. I'll go on anyway. Ancient, ancient aliens and talk about portals and shit like. <laughs> Come on, dude. It was just, was that what he was talking about on Ancient Aliens? Was that a know. new I've, episode of Ancient oh, Aliens yeah. that he was on? Yeah. Ooh, he's... Oh, dude, you know he's psyched. Oh, he's so psyched. 15 years in, he finally got the call. He's like, check me out. Look at my cop face. I don't think <laughs> I... Shout out to Dan. <laughs> that was good. I don't think I told this story on the episode uh, about, um, about the Mile High Mysteries con- conference when we were in Colorado, but uh, there was a moment during his presentation where... He referred to this time that he was on a hunting show on television and his, and his, or hunting television. No, it was like a survival television show or something like that. Outdoors, whatever. Fell asleep for part of it. Spencer, (laughs) that might be the funniest thing is that you literally felt like you weren't just intentionally disrespectful. You just literally fell asleep. Look, I was real high for like 72 hours uh-huh. straight. You were. That's true. It was true. dark in there. Yep. Uh, it's a little warm. We had just eaten lunch. Yep. You know, and sh- you, shit happens. And you were and you were sick of it. Uh, no, but well. he was telling the story about being on some outdoorsy television show. And he goes, you know, they always have two celebrities on it, right? So it's me <laughs> oh, yeah. and this other guy oh, yeah. is the way he said it. <laughs> and I was like, bro. Boo. Just just self-identified as a celebrity at the drop of a dime. I was like, bruh, come on. Just needed Riley from the back of the room. Somebody, e- <laughs> somebody emailed us. Hey, yo, Eric, goodbye, <laughs> Somebody emailed saying that we need to bring that so- uh, sounder and just Riley sounders in general back. Honestly. And I, yeah, they're right. If they're correct. If I have ever needed an excuse to go back and rewatch all of the boondocks, I haven't. I've watched them all multiple times, but if if totally pulling sounders it. for this show is another reason to go back and do it, I absolutely will. I would strongly encourage that. Uh, all right, other shout-outs? Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry, really quick. Uh, if you want to leave us one of those voicemails, oh, right. uh, 612-246-4614 is our phone number and uh, a robot will tell you that that phone number hasn't been set up don't listen to but her. it's a fucking liar if you just wait for the beep you can leave us a voicemail so tell us a weird story or a joke or tell us that you think we're ugly or whatever or just uh you know call and say holy shit hey. <laughs> and then hang up and we'll take that too or like get real drunk and tell us a story about the time that a ghost in your apartment uh sang backstreet boys to you while you were making eggs there was, i don't know there's another uh another one this week somebody just left us like a 10 second voicemail that said like hey you guys are great thanks and stuff okay bye we'll take those too oh that's sweet hey we got a really sweet email from a girl in greece this week too it was just saying the same thing which we get a lot of these but it's just it's i i didn't mean it like that it's been like it it's not that it <laughs> 
happened for the first time ever. And I was like, holy shit. But, but you know, he, people it, like to email celebrities on podcasts. <laughs> Touche. No, I just meant like it was really sweet that she was just like, hey, thanks. Thanks for, for the show. So anyway, we like, none we like you, interacting with you guys. None of you guys gave me any Stockholm suggestions. So I'm just going to be bored. Oh man, nobody from Sweden hollered at your boy? Yeah, maybe we Mm -hmm. don't actually, maybe those are all bots that download our shit in Sweden every month. Robot Swedish person? Well. 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 (laughs) You're gonna go meet him. Um, Okay. We got a book in the mail this week called The Crystal Bible, which is a very thorough description of just about every type of crystal you could ever imagine. Bro, Uh, we are so much more into crystals now than we were three or four weeks ago. And we're better for it. Thanks to Britta's care package. <laughs> and then our, And then our our visit to the crystal shop. Dude, shopgoodwill.com. I'm probably blowing up the spot right now. Maybe oh, I should keep this to myself. It's too late now. I already said the, you can the bleep, whole web address. Bleep out the no, website. No, it's fine. We need to, we're doing a community service. You're right. We're sharing the wealth. We have plenty of crystals. We're fine. You're right. You can buy bulk gems and crystals on shopgoodwill.com. Oh, damn. And they are very affordable. I saw a like two and a half pound grab bag for like six bucks the other day. Oh. Also, if you don't know about shopgoodwill.com. Can we get a tumbler? You're welcome. A rock tumbler? Yes. I'm sure we could. Oh, we <laughs> no one's oh, stopping you, bro. We should. <laughs> Go I ahead. We should. Um, for example, in the Crystal Bible, yes. emerald, color, green, appearance, small, bright gemstone, or larger, cloudy crystal. Rarity, gem quality is expensive, but unpolished emerald is readily available. Found in India, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Brazil, Egypt, and Austria. And then it starts telling you all its crazy attributes. Like, it's a stone of inspiration and infinite patience. Mm. It's a life-affirming stone with great Mm. integrity. I'm going to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Where are the guys from? Uh, <laughs> I, love the, I love the concept of get in my belly. Talk, <laughs> talking shit to rocks. <laughs> <laughs> what was the? Uh, who are the rock guys on the Zelda game for sixty four? Oh, the shit. guys who rolled around and ate rocks and then like shit out bombs. Go, uh, Goran, I, say Go- Goran. Goran, I was going to say Gollum, but that's not right. Goran Dragic. Goran. Go. Uh, Go. Did it Gollum? Gorum? Gollum? Gollum is the, the little guy from Lord of the Rings. Goran Dragic is the big guy from the Miami Heat. Oh, you know, oh bigger boy. than me. He's the little guy for the NBA. Oh, it is Goron, but it's G O R O N. Oh, right. <laughs> they I'm look bigger than you. Yeah. I'm higher in the food <laughs> there you go. Chain. They look like uh they look like they kind of look like anteaters. They had like spiky backs. Or not anteaters. God, I'm dumb. They look like well, porcupines a little bit, is what I meant to say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They got, like spiky backs. Sure, but but like also they look like rocks. Yeah, like anyway. if a rock was a porcupine. Uh, shout out to Sierra for sending that along. Shout out, and okay. and and now we're gonna buy more rocks because we know Duh. we know gotta catch where them to, all, bro. Where to put them? <laughs> gotta catch them all, <laughs> dude. We should uh when we when we re up the studio this summer, we should make a crystal shelf. That we like have illuminated and we have oh, like yeah. each of our crystals with which Actually, one it is. I have a little display thing that I've been meaning to put together and throw some lights into. For crystals? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at you, <laughs> ten seven. steps ahead. Yeah. I, I've I find time for a lot of very silly endeavors, but that one hasn't quite happened yet. Proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Proud of you. Thanks. 
Um, <sighs> all right. You want to talk about the thing that we were going to talk about? All right. Now that people have been waiting 20 minutes for us to talk about it. <laughs> hey, look, we love y'all. And sometimes we got to give you updates. And, uh, I apologize. And hey, people started, people started realizing they could leave us voicemails and they started doing more of it. Well, I love it, man. I love hearing y'all's stories and reacting to them. I hope we get more because we can keep doing it. Um, but we do have a broader topic at hand today, which will carry us through this week into next week, I believe. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, boy, there's a bunch. I got to remember to put that in the title this time because people get mad when they start listening to a part one, not realizing it's a part one. Because we leave them with a cliffhanger and they're well, like, I think a lot yeah. of people like to just wait a week and then listen to both back to back. And we deny people that uh, possibility if we don't warn them. Well, we're warning so you. So I'm saying it out loud we're warning to remind you myself now. to do it when I upload it. If you want to listen to the whole two-parter back-to-back, well, turn fuck, it off! Fucking too bad. Turn it off! We no, don't, don't turn it off. We don't care about keep, you. Keep, we, don't listen to him. He's he's just... <laughs> oh, dang. He's just lying. Mount Shasta. If you're not prepared to do the research, Brian, <laughs> why even say it? I think I took that one out here. I'm sorry. That's okay. I can do it fucking awesome Australian <laughs> accent, so we're good. Well, I got news for you. I don't think that guy's Australian. <laughs> oh, for sure he is. For sure he is. Is he? Yeah, where else do you think he? he's from? I don't know, England or something. Okay, now I'm definitely the king. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back with the gnarliest Swedish accent next week. I hope you do. Mm-hmm. I hope you're one of those people who just like is gone out of the country for one week and has absorbed their entire surroundings. All I can talk about for the rest of my life is Swedish culture. You'll have long blonde hair when you come back. <laughs> You'll, I will become a Pleiadian in the next week. I think, you know, there's no hurt in trying. True. True. There's no hurt in trying. Mount Shasta is a weird fucking place. Do you Sha- want to talk about it? Shasta McNasty. Said a yes. I tried to get the I tried to get the intro theme song for a drop for this episode. Well now you're just Disappointing our listeners and me. I could only we're find all a little bit more sad than we were ten seconds ago. I could only find so thanks the the YouTube version that somebody uploaded from a VHS that has this gnarly hiss in the background of the whole thing. It sounds like fun. It was a UPN show called Shasta McNasty, and when we started Shast- talking about Shasta McNasty, Shasta McNasty. Mm. So when we first started talking about Mount Shasta, I couldn't stop thinking about Shasta McNasty. Sure, I so. think you're. I would be willing to bet. That you are literally the only person listening who knows what that is, but feel free to prove us wrong on Twitter because I still don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I'll send you some episodes. You can watch them <laughs> on the airplane off of YouTube. It's I, terrible. I'm not going. I to think do it that. was only on for like two seasons. Yeah. Hey, if you okay, <laughs> if you if you remember the show on UPN called Shasta McNasty at What If Pod or at Ryan Copperwood or at Big Cat Speeds, let's talk about it. <laughs> if you if you. Tweet me about it. I will have nothing to talk to you about. But, I know, but so maybe I, maybe start with Ryan. But I want you to re- also receive the tweets for val- validation. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Mount Shasta, Northern California, about two hundred miles north of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. It is a dormant volcano. Uh, correction: the one side I found refers to it as potentially active, <laughs> which which is so much more fun than dormant. Yeah, okay. Dormant. Like, it's asleep. Potentially active is like, eh, it might fucking blow up. We don't really know. It was a volcano. It still it, might be a volcano. I used to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I still do them, but I also used to do them. But I used to, too. Shout uh, out to Mitch Hedberg, rest in peace. 
14,179 feet tall. And it is the second highest peak of the Cascade Mountain Range. Big as shit. Fifth tallest mountain in all of California. Uh, there's evidence that it's been inhabited for up to 9,000 years. That's crazy. Or the, the area around it, at least, has been inhabited for up to 9,000 years based on artifacts that have been found on and around the mountain. And the glyphs. Your glyphs? The petroglyphs. Ooh, I didn't know about that. Where are those? Uh, well, keep Probably going. Probably on up. some rocks. Keep cool. going. They're not actually on the mountain. They're like a short distance away. Okay. But keep going. There's a town at the base of the mountain also called Mount Shasta, California, uh, that has about 3,000 people, but is home to more than 100 different spiritual sects. Sects. S-E-C-T-S. Yes. And 29 New Age businesses. Many crystals, bro. <laughs> Define a New Age business. Um... Perhaps like a uh, a tarot card mm-hmm. reader. Yes. Um, perhaps like a uh, a love and light spiritual healer. Mm. Um, maybe like uh, I bet like doing yoga with crystals on your body is probably a thing. True story. Um, there's three. Uh, I've actually probably like a Bigfoot search and rescue group. There's four. You're not actually super far off from what I found, which is that uh, there's a lot of companies apparently in the Mount Shasta area. A couple ghost tours, maybe. They do, dude. That's legitimately what it is. It's, it's like spiritual tours where they take yeah. people to yeah. formerly, like, uh, like well, not formerly, still, uh, like, hallowed Native American sites in the area. Um, like, take people to... <laughs> and what? Feel the ghosts. Kind of, yeah. Look at the rocks. Yes, I think that's legitimately what it think is. Think about vibrations. It's a spiritual tour, man. That's that's what it's Clench for. Clench your butt. Clench your butt. Is that- I'm not sure how that's related. I'm just saying stuff. You're protecting yourself from the ghosts. Your your base chakra. Don't want you don't want it to get haunted. Gonna jump in your butt. If your base chakra is haunted, it's all over. You need a you need an obsidian butt plug before you go on the tour. Oh, man. <laughs> it keeps all the negative energies out. How do we get this off the rails so quickly? Uh, we, we're just talking about where Mount Shasta is, and we're talking about obsidian butt plugs. Hell yes. Sweary boys coming also, at you live. Also, put it on the list. Oh, boy. <laughs> put it on the list. Ben. Ben. All right. Wherever you are. Uh I don't even, I don't know where to begin, man. I'll dive into it if you want, but that's been going poorly so far because for the reasons previously stated. Sure. Well, do you have like a a not totally insane starting point? I guess I was just going to add a couple more elements about, uh, about Mount Shasta itself. Um, which is that it being one of the second highest peak or the second highest peak in the Cascades, fifth highest peak in, uh, in the state of California, it's top 20 highest peaks in the country. Um, it's it's a destination, right? So there's a lot of... Um, it's tall as fuck and nothing else around it is tall. It sticks out. Yeah. And 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 it's a it's a destination because of that. You can uh you can actually see Mount Shasta on clear days from over a hundred miles away, which is pretty oh, dang. Which is pretty fucking crazy. Um and uh yeah, every every year they get roughly twenty six thousand tourists that come to 
check out Mount Shasta and could be us. Get a it could be. I mean, dude, after after researching this whole thing, I'm kind of into it. <laughs> also, isn't that where Robot Grandma's from? So that's another thing that is important for us to bring up. <laughs> um, Mount Shasta is also Robot Grandma's house. Mm, yes. Robot Grandma lives in Mount Shasta. Uh, some of y'all might remember from one of the earlier What If You Disappeared episodes, we told a story that became the first t-shirt on chop.whatifpodcast.com, which is the Robot Grandma t-shirt. After telling a story about a three-year-old boy who disappeared, his grandma couldn't find him. When he came back to uh, to to his grandma, he was laying in a thicket of grass and said that he had been taken to a cave and that he didn't like his other grandma because she was, I think he said, made of metal. Dude, I, I, um, I don't remember what we talked about like five minutes ago. That's I'm, I'm worthless here. That's the uh, that's the gist of the robot grandma story is that basically there this three year old told a story of Loki being abducted by a robot that or a metal version of his grandmother and returned to his location. There's Uh-oh. many more details to it. It is in the original missing four one one book that happened somewhere on Mount Shasta, uh, just outside of Mount Shasta in the hiking trails and wilderness that would around have been it. like the missing 411 Western United States book, probably. Uh, yes, yes. Um, bless you. Goddamn. Blessings. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, it, it is the home. So it is the home of Robot Grandma. Not the first time we've talked about some of the weirdness in this vicinity. Um, and I think, I guess, what's maybe important to note about it as we get into it in general is that it's um it's a deeply spiritual place for many reasons not the least of which is that uh it was well regarded as one of the most important um like spiritual locations for western native american tribes for many 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 years um yeah i is the idea that Tall things are closer to the heavens and therefore important or sacred or what have you? Um, I don't know exactly. What's happening with our psychology that makes like tall things feel important? It actually kind of reminds me of when we were driving in Colorado and talking about, about the mountains as we were driving through it. We were like, what makes it seem so pretty and awesome when you're like driving through mountains. Yeah. And I do think there's an element of it that is sheer magnitude. It's impressive. Magnitude yeah. is impressive to the human psyche. It reminds you how small and insignificant you are pretty quickly. And also things of that magnitude, we just don't see anywhere else. They're relatively. Well, we don't cause we live in Minnesota, but. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if you live in a mountain range, it's not as uncommon to you, but, but even in general, you know, peaks that are 15,000 feet up. Yeah. There aren't that many of them, I guess. Aren't that common in the world. So I think that's probably a big part of it. And similarly, we, uh, you know, we, we build pyramids that are big and up and buildings that are big and up. That's what I'm saying. Why? Like sometimes it's just efficient, but like the part of the point with like the pyramids was just to build a really tall thing. Yeah. Build something impressively large. We just like to make big shit. 
I guess we talked about this on the Megaliths episode. Never mind. Let's no, talk about okay. all the weird shit that happens on this mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, and I guess I just yeah, I just wanted to lead with the idea that um, there were historically a bunch of uh, Native American tribes that lived within the site of Mount Shasta and treated it as a spiritual and sort of holy place, and that kind of sets maybe the tone for where we're headed. Cool. You want to dive in? I feel like you should just dive in, and we should just go. All right. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> let's all right let's start at the very beginning uh, yeah i don't know where that is with this story so i'm just gonna start with one of the weird things about this place i can do i think what is the very beginning if you want oh sure it's it because i think it originates in the native american folklore and spirituality so cool uh do that then the native american folklore about the mountain was that there was a a, a chief named skell who uh who left heaven and in leaving heaven, this goes back to your comment about big stuff, landed on Mount Shasta as a uh, physical location closest, closest to heaven. And uh, Skell was in a battle with the underworld or below world or I think the our maybe concept of hell or whatever. Uh, Lizard named, people that live inside the earth. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, named Lao. Uh, That's by, the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> sick burn. Sick burn on <laughs> Satan. Um, and in their battle, Skell was vaulting hot rock at Lao, which is believed to be the observation of uh, Native Americans seeing volcanic eruptions over time. Mm. And mm. this was the folklore that sort of emerged around this this like massive godly battle that occurred on this mountain peak. Okay. So the, the lava would be. The lava was. And the rock and ash and all that. Was Skell's battle with the underworld. Happening on the mountain. On the mountain peak itself. Got it. So, so a mythical battle between good and evil, heaven and earth occurring on this peak is one of like the oldest recorded stories like previous to the 1870s about hmm. Mount Shasta. So that okay. kind of sets the tone of some of the the epicness and strangeness of the place. On that note, you want to hear about the time that Bigfoot walked down the mountain and gave somebody a crystal? You know I do. <laughs> you know I do. Absolutely. All right. Uh there were some Bigfoot tracks found about 8,000 feet up the mountain just for the for the rest of this show and the next episode and you know for the rest of the time that I talk about anything on this show this is probably all bullshit <laughs> just gonna put it out there once I'm gonna refer to things like they happened they probably didn't but it's more fun if we say that they did yeah and um, I don't want to have to stop and remind you that we're talking about nonsensical things every time we start a new topic yeah so here it is for the rest of the show when we did the Philadelphia experiment thing I think the way we referred to it is we will bookend everything starting now and finishing later with heck heck (laughs) (laughs) also we will talk at the end of of this whole arc about we think is happening because I have some interesting. Oh wow, I don't. So I'll figure it out between now and an hour and a half from now. Oh yeah. 
So some Bigfoot tracks were found. Yes. <laughs> at about 8,000 feet up on the mountain. Let's go. And uh, there were two gentlemen who claimed to have seen a Bigfoot while drinking beer in the Bunny Flats campground. Maybe they just saw a big bunny. Well, bunnies do have large feet relative to their bodies. Mm. The two men said that the Bigfoot had come out of the forest knocking on a, knocking off a branch about nine feet high on a tree. With so I guess what? implying, like, with itself, implying that it was roughly nine feet tall, or... I was going to say what part of itself. Right. Like, like did he, shins? Did he knee it off? Yeah, was he 40 <laughs> feet tall? Did he reach up and, and knock it off and he was six feet tall? It's true. Did he dunk? Did, did, did he, he ha- dunk on the branch? Did he have a 50-inch vertical and he was four feet tall? Like, That's, what are we talking about here? Oh, dude, Sasquatch dunking on a tree branch basketball like like you would over the goalpost on a on a football field 100 yeah. uh, i need it i want to see it <laughs> if you feel like sending us illustrations our inbox is open i gotta shut that girl out too. uh the bigfoot allegedly walked up to them handed them a crystal although it doesn't say in this report what type of crystal um I feel like that would be important based on the knowledge that I've gleaned from the Crystal Bible this week. Yes. I could make some inferences about Bigfoot and the message he was trying to convey to these two gentlemen. Abso. Um, unfortunately, we don't have that information. Uh, Should have made it up since most of this is probably bullshit anyway. Make it up now, bud. Uh, okay. Bigfoot stumbled his nine-foot-tall ass out of the woods. Holding a... And handed the two men... A piece of verisite. Mm, sounds mm-hmm. truthful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> verisite can be found in the United States, Germany, Austria, Czech Republic, and Bolivia. And it is a stone of encouragement, bringing hope and courage. It's extremely useful for illness and invalids. Oh. That sounds... It supports and encourages an invalid to, to, to continue despite the illness and helps caregivers to deal with the disease an illness can create. Opening the heart chakra, it brings unconditional love into the situation. Aw, Bigfoot loves you. And he can tell that they were sick, and he wanted to give them a stone of encouragement to say, hey, man, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Bigfoot loves you. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, He then turned and went back into the woods. Um, (laughs) There's no documentation of this story. I'm not even going to bother to, like, cite sources or locations of these stories. Okay, good. Uh, assume they're all true and we'll have more fun. Yep. So that's that's one Bigfoot encounter. Just walked out of the woods, handed him some crystals and said, hey, gotta go. See you next time. I mean, we're getting we're getting into the Northwest, the classic. It is Bigfoot country for Bigfoot sure. Country. Northern California yep. is definitely Bigfoot country. Right. Almost to, isn't Mount Shasta like almost to the Oregon border? Yeah. Okay. It's like, uh, I don't know, 100, 200 miles south of the border. Okay. Um, would you like to hear another Bigfoot encounter real quick? I mean, I think we should start with Bigfoot and we'll work our Seems way reasonable. into dwarfs. We'll, we'll t- Inner Earth dwarves. I think we should get we'll to. We'll go just down. Yeah. The, the, we'll, we're in descending height order today. I think Talos is part two. I don't see. I don't even know what that is. Too many things, bro. Too many things. Many things. Many things. All, All right. right. This is coming from BigfootEncounters.com, which is a great website if you've got some free time. Great job. 
Show me what you got! A huge, strange, bad-smelling creature that frightened a logger just south of Cascade Gulch on the lower slopes of Mount Shasta has still not been identified. Uh, this is it's from 1976, but I'm going to read it like it just happened. Virgil Larson, 47, from Salmon, Idaho. Oh, man, I want to hang out with that guy right now. <laughs> His head fell off. God, that sounds cool. He was 47 40 years ago. Hey, he might be around. Or maybe his head fell off. No. He gave Sheriff Sergeant Wolf Bullington. Wolf? <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to be a T, but it says W A L F. You called him Wolf? I think you're right. <laughs> Walt with an F. You know, it was a different time. <laughs> he uh, gave Wolf the description of seeing a, quote, non-human creature near a helicopter logging operation, probably a UFO, at about 8.30 a.m. Larson and his partner Pat Conway had hiked down the steep slope to work from their pickup truck that they had left on top of the hill. They were taking a break and had separated and could not see each other, but were still within earshot. After two or three minutes, Larson said he heard someone else coming down the hill. He was expecting someone from the Forest Service, looked up and saw what he thought was the Forest Service man walking down towards him. Uh, but it turned out to be Bigfoot. But he was stinky. <laughs> but he smelled bad and was real big. He could not remember Bigfoot's exact features, but thought that the hair started at its eyebrows and went straight back over its head. So it had Kyrie Irving's hairline. <laughs> and he did not know the length of his hair. It was black, not combed, dirty, but not unduly so. Mm. He said he had beautiful hair. That That's <laughs> that's one pretty big foot right there. And I told him, get, get away from here. Did I show you that video? Are you referencing Harry and the Hendersons right now? No, there's this dude who was on oh, yeah. like some yep. local news channel yep. talking about how he scared off Bigfoot with a stick. Yep. And at the beginning of it, when he's describing him, he just says, he had beautiful hair. <laughs> How do we not have that as a drop right now? <laughs> it's coming. It'll uh, it'll happen. His hair was black, not combed, dirty, but not unduly so. Whatever the fuck that means. He could not remember what it's, its eyes looked it's like. like uh, it's like Brad Pitt messy. You know, it's like it looks messy, but like good messy. Yeah. Like, okay. mm, I want to touch it messy. <laughs> Pardon me? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. You know how, like, when Brad Pitt shows up and he's real, elaborate on this. he's real windblown and you just want to be like, hey, let me comb that for you with my hand. There's <laughs> nothing more sensual than washing someone else's hair. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. <laughs> Especially when it's a Bigfoot. That's a lot of hair. He could not remember whether or not it, he, they, she was wearing clothing. The Bigfoot? Correct. I feel like that's a pretty remember, me, pretty memor, <laughs> rememberable detail. Heck, I would agree. Uh, like I would be like, "Holy shit, that's big and furry," and also is fuzzy. Get out of here. Or was were, was he wearing Hollister t-shirts or an aw? Like, and also overalls. Yeah, uh, <laughs> overalls I and a Hollister t-shirt. I would agree that. Most people I've ever seen in my life, I could tell you whether or not they were wearing clothes. Yeah, yeah I met this guy at the bowling alley on Sunday. He have pants on? I don't really remember, honestly. <laughs> Shirt? Name was Pete. Nice guy. Uh, could you see his balls? 
you know, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we just were having a good time. Tall guy. Pretty hairy, but yeah. Um, no, you know what? There was a bowling shirt. There was a bowling shirt. Uh, they took off because, you know, possibly naked Bigfoot was running around and, and they didn't want to hang out to, to, to see what happened. And he was stinky. Well, they came back about 20 minutes later and it smelled like a skunk ape. Yes. Mm-hmm. Skunk ape. And, uh, <laughs> skunk ape. They could still smell it about 30 minutes later. And so they made their, themselves some clubs out of tree branches and decided to go look for Bigfoot. Well, why are they going to hit him? Well, they just, it's protection, bro. Self defense. They don't know what he's, what well, I, he, his intentions are. I thought they were running into the woods with clubs like, we're, we're coming for that ass. I mean, they might have been. Well, that's a dick move, bro. Well, lots of people do lots of shitty things all the time. Bigfoots are out here giving you veracity stones that are loving truth and kindness. This was man. a different this was a different Bigfoot. I understand. Well but potentially we don't I guess it could be the same it one. Could be the same one. Or same they're location. of the same family with the right. same general outlook on the world. Trying to bring love and peace into the world. They're like, get a stick. Well, okay. Counterpoint. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this counterpoint. Beat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh counterpoint. Fuck them. No. <laughs> Maybe Fuck that big skunky egg. <laughs> He's sticking up our campsite. <laughs> I'm trying to make a mallow over here. <laughs> it smells like shit. They ran into the woods with clubs and a bucket of soap and water. You're getting <laughs> your bath whether you like it or not. <laughs> the clubs are just to tie a rag to the end so they could scrub them. <laughs> He's too tall. They gotta put the sponge on a stick so yeah, they can get in his exactly, armpit. Exactly. Oh, that's it's see practical. now it's back to it's kindness. <laughs> a big or, a bigfoot car wash. Counterpoint to my own counterpoint. <laughs> this one happened first. Mm. And uh, I see it was a peace offering the next time around. Right, because Bigfoot was being a dick and stinking up their cap their campsite this time. Sure, literally with his dick. And they chased him off, and he was like, you know, point taken. I understand. I'm going to hit the river. And he came back later after he had bathed and gave them some crystals as like a, hey, sorry about my butt earlier. Sorry about my funky butt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hope everything's cool. I'm going to go back into the woods. You guys are fine here. Yep. I'll be be generally better about my unduly messy hygiene hair. Right, right. Uh, so they went, they followed him into the woods or where they thought he went into the woods. Uh, they found some blood smeared on branches of trees and bushes. Oh, goddamn. Um, they brought some of these samples back with them, but were unable to identify what type of blood it was. Mm. They also picked up several samples of uh, feces that they found along the way. Well, no wonder it was stinky. Uh, but it turned out to either be from coyotes, bears, or wolves. Dude, what would be more of a bummer than if you're on this long-ass hunting trip? And you're carrying coyote shit with you? And you're just like, we got a Bigfoot shit! <laughs> you get back home and you're like, no, I was just carrying coyote shit around for like three days. Uh, So they didn't find Bigfoot. They just picked up some coyote shit uh-huh. and found some blood on some leaves, which mm. could be a lot of things. And uh, the most likely explanation is that there are several, at the time, there were several quote-unquote hippie, hippie, mm, Yep. 
My mistake. <laughs> However, several hippie camps on Mount Shasta, some of which were within a mile or two of the logging operation. So they probably just saw a really sloppy, stinky, nudist hippie. This that is the solution is that they saw like a feral stinky man. Yes. Also they, put it on the list. <laughs> feral stinky man. <laughs> when guys, when Spencer says put it on the list, we've got a We're, running list of band names. Correct. My microphone going going back to interdimensional Bigfoot and Robot Grandma. Oh Jesus, my microphone, bud. Dicked. All programs, Cox boys. <laughs> Um, uh, those are my two best Bigfoot stories, but I have some more. Uh, we're also let's do 50 minutes into this nonsense somehow. If and, you'd like to change topics, well, I say, or if you'd like to just you know hit me with one permanently cancel the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'd dude. be open to that as well. I'm kind of loving this. Uh, hit me with one more Bigfoot story, and then let's keep moving. I got you, bro. Bigfoot have been regularly sighted all across the mountain. True. For decades. Facts. But one odd twist to this phenomenon is that many of these accounts are a little bit different from the norm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And many of them involve other paranormal activity in the vicinity of the Bigfoot sightings. Mm-hmm. Several Mount Shasta Bigfoot, put it on the list, have been... Described as materializing out of thin air and vanishing just as suddenly. Dimensional Bigfoot. Sometimes levitating. Sometimes passing through solid objects. Whoa. And occasionally entering or exiting spacecraft. Fuck off. Shout out to Linda Moulton Howe. Fuck off. And her crazy ass. <laughs> um... There's a, a blog post on Mysterious Universe that covers this in more depth. I believe it's our bud, uh, Nick Redfern. Okie dokie. And um, there are several reports of Bigfoot that have been followed and just suddenly disappear, a la David uh, Politis's Bigfoot portal theory. Yes. Or Bigfoot that are sighted in the vicinity of UFOs or entering, literally entering or exiting UFOs. Whoa. A la our friend Linda Moulton. How? That's pretty wild. It it sure as fuck is. If I saw a big furry guy running through the woods getting beamed up by a spaceship, that would be easily the top three strangest things I'd ever seen. <laughs> or just straight up passing through a tree. Uh, that'd be like top ten. Yeah, but that alone. I saw a leprechaun once. I mean, it's not making the top two. All right, so we're definitely not canceling the podcast. I've told that story on here before. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Took too many drugs as a child. (laughs) Oops. Happens to the best of them. Sorry, mom and dad. No, not those kind. The doctor kind. The worst worst kind. I know. I meant like you robo-tripped accidentally. Oh, right. You you OD'd during your cold. Yes. Um, Yeah, okay. I guess, yes. Interdimensional slash extraterrestrial Bigfoot exists on Mount Shasta is what I'm getting at. Ah, And I see you, and I hear you, and I think that um, you're right. I feel like we should cover... (laughs) I feel like we should cover one... I feel like we should save Talos and the Lemurians Mm. 
for part two. And we I mean, should. I've, I've got like many, many topics. Well, for sure, there are there are many more. Why don't we do this? Let's let's cover. I, I see. Can we do UFO sightings because that's related to what we were just talking about? I think it. We, that was just, what I was just going to say. Is let's transition from Bigfoot into the UFO stuff. Okay, you got and any then, good ones to kick us off? Uh, no, actually, I was. I was going off of your notes here for the okay. UFO stuff. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, there's one that came from uh, an airline, like commercial airline pilot who was flying between LA and Portland. And as he was doing so in the vicinity of Mount Shasta, noticed glowing blue lights over the mountain. Which is a trope that we'll hear like at least a couple more times. Specifically about- with Mount Shasta? Because mm-hmm. mountain lights, even broader, are a... Are a trope. Oh, that's something I didn't. There's know. like the brown mountain lights in the um, in the Appalachians. Oh, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, um, there's one other one that I can't think of right now, but that's a that's a thing. Oh, I did not know that was a thing. Well, specifically with some of the uh, some of the additional Mount Shasta stories, we'll tell. There are mountain lights as okay. well. There's also a, a a theory about earthquake lights that may relate to like areas with a lot of uh tectonic activity is that would often be in the vicinity of mountain ranges that's pretty interesting that there may be some sort of natural phenomenon that creates like a i don't know what it would be but some sort of light near tectonic i mean if we activity if we can rub flint and tinder together and make a spark i guess i can see how in a big enough location rubbing to giant tectonic mineral plates together could make a light or a yeah, something. I don't know. Um, so there's this airline pilot flying from LA to Portland, going past Mount Shasta and sees... Was it these... D.B. Cooper? Just kidding. Uh, no. Not the unfortunately. Right not the right it was not. He sees these blue glowing lights uh, sort of hovering over Mount Shasta that appeared much brighter and larger than uh, any of the stars that were around it. Mm-hmm. And the captain said, quote, the two lights were approximately an inch apart on the windscreen and the size of normal, oh, sorry, the size of normal stars. Then, quote, one of the stars just dimmed out over about a 10 second time span, followed by the other one dimming out completely in about another 10 seconds. The lights were stationary, so they were not falling stars. I'm assuming he means comets or satellites, he said. We were flying in crystal clear skies and not flying through any clouds. These two lights were not following the typical east to west orbital path as most satellites would and were just sitting there kind of like ships hiding in plain sight. Ooh. He then reported this to the National UFO Reporting Center. I like this sentence. On February 16th of 2015. Uh, They followed up and spoke with the witness and they said he, quote, sounded to be quite sober-minded and serious about his report. Mm. He also said that they were flying at about 38,000 feet and estimated that the lights he was seeing were at least 100,000 feet up. 100,000 feet up? Which, if that's an accurate estimate, would rule out, I think, any aircraft. Yeah. What year did it? was that said? 2015. Oh shit, that's so recent. Um February of 15. I mean, I guess there's probably a possibility that, like some military aircraft could be up there, but I don't know if that's I don't know anything about aeronautics, but like physically I, I think possible. It, I think there's a physical limit at some point. Uh, just to like 
I can I get just kidding. How <laughs> can I fly? Very high, bro. Many highs, bro. How high can commercial air cla- aircraft fly? One of my favorite parts of podcasts is when Ryan reads his Google searches aloud. Look, Concords hits sixty thousand. Okay, let's do like the bird. Uh, no, Concord oh. Concord airliner jets. Okay. Mm, military aircraft fly? Because weren't the, like, the spy planes and shit, they were only, like, in the 60 to 70 range, I think. Yeah. I don't Yeah, that sounds know. about right. 70,000 seems, like, pretty close to the top. Because you, basically what you're saying is, like, at 100,000 feet, there's no more There's not enough atmosphere resistance to yeah. actually, like, fly yeah. in. I believe you have a, a problem of oxygen intake eventually, too. Well, you could have that on board, though, right? Not for the people. I mean for the engines oh, to combust. keep working. Yeah. To do with that, that whole exploding thing. Although that might be total bullshit because outer space exists and people <laughs> navigate that. You know. Uh, born. We got Sometimes... A- we got to get Forrest Gump. I'm not a smart man in here. Ooh, yes. I feel like that's I feel yes. like that's important. Somebody somebody put that one on us in the Facebook group, and we were like, "Yep, yep, fair, fair take." Yeah, I think that was me, by the way. Oh, you're the first one that used <laughs> it. So. That sounds about right. In reference to myself, um, there are like many many UFO sightings. I don't know how. How deep we want to get? If you got another good one or two, let's do it, and then we can, uh, and then we can change gears. Well, I think whatever we whatever we hit is probably gonna wrap up the uh, this this half of the episode. Correct? Do it. Hit one. All right. Send us out with a good UFO one, and we'll say goodbye to the peeps for this week, and we'll come back to tell you who lives inside of Mount Shasta. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, so there is a photograph that, or a set of photographs that was sent to MUFON um, that show, I'll, we'll post a link to this. This is from uh, twenty November of 2016. And it's a, I'll turn this a little bit so you can see what I'm talking about at least, Ryan. There's a, like a circle. Got Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's a circle up in the sky above some trees and it um it's looks like partially op- uh transparent and at either side at like the three o'clock and nine o'clock of this circle there are two bright lights right next to each other that are then connected by this ring that looks sort of like a cloud um and it's it's a, a photograph of mount shasta the the ring thing is just above in the in the photo above the uh the peak of mount shasta behind some trees and it's really weird looking there there are clouds in the sky that it doesn't um it looks similar to but like the shape is it's not a possible cloud shape it's a it's a perfect circle Yes. Uh, it could be... Not the band. 
it could maybe be like from the if you look at the zoomed in version of the photo, it looks like it could possibly be like a a trail on a light. Like if the camera moved or the light moved during the exposure and a long exposure, but it probably wouldn't form a, a circle like that. And nothing else in the frame appears to be moving or has any trail on it. Yeah, there's no trail on the trees or. I, I don't know. It's a weird one. It also partially dips behind one of the trees. So it looks like it's, I mean, it's. I also don't know what it would be if it, it doesn't, I mean, it's, you can see straight through the middle of it. It doesn't appear to be a solid object. It definitely doesn't appear to be any sort of aircraft. Um, I guess maybe it could be some sort of reflection of something. Like, is that taken from a car and that's a, like a dome light reflection or something from inside the car? Mm. That then the way it's exposed looks weird. I guess maybe. But it doesn't look like it. And it does appear like if you look at the the cropped zoomed in version of it, they it does appear to be illuminated. Like it is a looks like a bright spot or four distinct bright spots on this exposure. Yeah. And the three and nine o'clock, whatever you want to call them, like mile markers on it are like extremely similar in shape and size. And yeah, like brightness. It's weird, man. Yeah. I, my only guess would be it's somehow a reflection of something inside a vehicle and this photo was taken from inside a vehicle. He does say he took them from his car. Okay. So maybe there's a reflection of some kind involved. You know what it could be? You know how some of those, uh, some cars have those like perfectly circular vents. I wonder, I wonder that's if a, that's a good point. I wonder if he had a perfectly circular vent that was reflecting on like the window or the, like the side window of the car. It was probably extra, extra dimensional Bigfoot though. Uh, That's the, how he gets to and from the mountain. Yes. It's the, a portal. The uh, Express.co UK article calls it a sky portal, which yeah. is far more fun. That's probably what it is. Than a, than a car vent. I'm going to assume that's right. But here we are bringing our healthy dose of skepticism. Our healthy dose of skepticism. It's just a simple dose of skepticism that we've brought to the table today when it comes to Mount... Shasta McNasty. I'm disturbed. I don't know why I decided to do this. All right. Give me and our listeners a quick tease of whatever this Thalos or whatever you kept saying thing is. Thalos. Thalos. The lost. What the fuck was that? The lost underground city of Talos. Uh we'll we'll talk about beings that may have written in stone. Inner Earth, bro. <laughs> May have written in stone <laughs> 10 plus thousand years ago uh, in the areas around Mount Shasta and then maybe uh, retreated underneath it, inside of it. Oh, dang. And maybe creating the lights 
outside and around it and potentially some of the strange shapes seen by people in the area around it. Oh, dang. Uh, or maybe not. It's all bullshit, but it's still fun. And we're going to we're going to indulge and make jokes about it. All right. We out of here. Love you guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next week uh, while we. Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> Nailed it. We're out of here. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What If Podcast. Learn more at www.whatifpodcast.com.